Welcome back to Trading 360. I'm Oliver Rennick. And for Nicole Petalides, let's close out the show by talking about a stock we hit at the opening bell but deserves a second look. That is Carnival. After earnings, the company got blasted yet again. Where does the pain end? Let's bring in David Katz and Lee Bull. David's the managing director of gaming, lodging, and leisure equity research at Jefferies. Lee is the senior manager of trade education at Charles Schwab, a technician to the core. Let's start with the fundamental picture. Uh, David, tell us about these earnings. How come the market hates it so much? And how come everyone keeps getting surprised so much by these numbers? Yeah, I, look, I think that what, what's happened to answer your, unpack your questions, uh, is that they came in considerably lower than where consensus was. Uh, just looking at those results, it was you know, meaningfully lower on the revenue side. That was driven by ticket pricing. Uh, they came in a bit higher on the cost side. Uh, and so, you know, they, we, we, I mean, we were several hundred million dollars off as was consensus for the quarter. Uh, among your other questions is, you know, where do they sort of find a bottom? Uh, you know, having talked with management, having listened to the call, uh, I think they are predicting a much more normal version of 2023. Now, what they had said earlier in the year was that they expect that EBITDA could be higher in 2023 versus 2019. And I think they backtracked that a bit on the call today, saying that, you know, there are some pluses and minuses, uh, but they expect to have a much more normal wave season next January to March. Uh, but are still not uh, quite as confident that they can exceed 2019. And look, I think for us and our thesis, uh, th this is a hospitality business that's a value offering that historically does not embed the same kind of pricing uh, power that we're seeing everywhere else in our coverage, right? We know that uh, in lodging, for example, uh, you know, room rates are, are considerably higher in most cases than 2019. And that's just not something that Carnival is able to drive because historically it's not how they sell their value proposition. Uh, and so I think there's a number of things here that leave the stock today for the first time uh, below where it was uh, below the bottom during COVID, Oliver. This is uh, what's so interesting right now is that this stock trades down there. Is there a possibility, uh, David, real quick, of these companies having to either do a merger, a bankruptcy, some type of uh, restructuring? Well, uh, look, I think nothing is off the table, mm. uh, but it, it, there certainly are paths uh, for them to recover. And should they get into get through the fourth quarter, which you know is typically a lost quarter, but should embed some improvement because they are still getting capacity back up. But if they can have a more normal, approximate a more normal 2023, uh, as per our last published model, they certainly can, uh, you know, proceed independently. Uh, but suffice it to say, when we toggle our model and when we toggle assumptions, there are ways to pressure the equity you know, beyond the zero level, it's certainly a possibility. That wow. is not what we're expecting, uh, to be clear, Oliver. Sure. Okay, um, uh, Lee, the chart, where do we begin? <laughs> uh, is uh, uh, there support above zero, hopefully somewhere? Yeah, well, looking at the chart, I mean, the whole group is just getting hammered today, not just Carnival. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, it had been in a trading range like 8.15 to like uh, 11.50. Uh, it just took out the lows of the COVID bottom there in 2020. From a measured move perspective, not that they always work, but that would suggest another $3 worth of downside on oh. this if, if, you, if you believe on that. So uh, that's one thing. The other thing I would say about um, your question about restructuring my issue with Carnival and also with Royal Caribbean was the, uh, they have debt that is coming due. Uh, they got 2.4 billion coming due in 2023, more in 2024. And if you look to what happened with, with Royal Caribbean, they had to roll over their debt at 11 and five eighths percent. Um, so the question was, was the equity raise they did in July because they couldn't get any more debt financing? You know, that's, I've heard that bandied about. So mm. I th I think they do have a little bit of issue there if they have to roll all this debt over at much higher interest rates uh, than where they were. Wow. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, hey, David, we've only got about 30 seconds, but uh, is there, I mean, is it a zombie company? What does the math look like from debt perspective? Do they need to have some big shock revenue pickup uh, to pay off this debt? Look, I think if they can get to a much more normal 2023, uh, company has usually provided solid guidance. If they can get to a much more normal 2023, uh, that should absolve them from any acute alternatives. Uh, but I did ask them on the call about the possibility of further capital raising and whether it's on or off the table. And the short answer is, you know, nothing's off the table. They would sure. be opportunistic and take a long-term view. But I think to answer your question, if they have a normal next year, uh, there is a clear path forward to, to some, you know, positive outcomes. Okay. Appreciate that insight uh, uh, and the line to the uh, company as well. Uh, good chat, guys. Great way to uh, uh, close out the show here.